Blessed are you, dear friends, who have been clothed with Christ in your baptism. Peace be upon you as you patiently wait for your inheritance. God's word for our little deeper devotion this morning from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verse 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, guide us in truth. Your word is truth. William Shakespeare wrote in Romeo and Juliet the phrase, what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Now in that play, for those of you that don't know, the Capulets and Montagues fight for some long-forgotten slight. The use know not why the quarrel exists, but depending on the name one has, the fighting persists. Juliet here opines that names really don't mean anything. Now in the context of the play, she might be right, but that wasn't always true. The historical fact is that names did used to indicate something about people. We have that today in our surnames. And so we love scouring Ancestry.com, finding out the jobs that our ancestors had that brought about our names. Like my name, Bachhaus. That likely would have been the family that minded the village ovens. It always makes it a little bit more fun to do this searching when your name has some obscure non-English meaning. It makes that journey and that dive into the setting of our ancestors really, really fun. And just and pursue that question of what might these people have done? And then, is it in my blood that I should do something very similar? It turns out that names can actually mean something. Of course, looking at Jesus, well, I'm, I'm sure you all can see it really does mean something. But it was the practice of the Jewish people at that time to have their boy children circumcised on the eighth day. There's nothing particularly special for this happening for Jesus on this day. In fact, it's entirely probable that on this specific day, when Mary's child was being brought forward to be named and circumcised, there were other children being circumcised and receiving this exact same name. 
There are other people that we encounter in Scripture and even in extra-biblical texts that have this name. And it's not really surprising to hear that either because the concept of the name Yeshua is salvation. Coming from the Hebrew word Yesha, meaning to save, salvation was never very far from the mind of the Jewish people. Their high festivals were all based on a great act of salvation that God had performed. Be it the Passover or the Day of Atonement, God brought about a release from hardships. And then there existed this promise of a coming Messiah that God gave after the fall of Adam and Eve. Under the oppression of the Romans, the, Jew, the, last, uh, the Jews of the last century B.C. and the first century A.D. were quite obsessed with this idea of a Messiah and salvation and a Savior. So names that constantly reminded them of their coming saving would have been and were common. The name on the parts of the parents was a wish, a hope, and a prayer. And we still have names that have that concept, don't we? Names that come with an idea that perhaps the, the parents wish the children to have. How many young girls over the years have carried the names of hope, or joy, charity, Frieda and Freude in German, joy and peace. It is also the same for boys. The name Henry is Old English for ruler. The name Benedict, meaning blessing or blessed. For this reason, that's why my brother said that his second son would have the name Catch instead of Chase. This action with a young baby boy having the name Jesus was not uncommon. Except in one big way. As his birth was divine in origin. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, he need not be subject to the law. He was sinless from birth. Unlike every other child, unlike every other Jesus, for this child to be willingly brought to fulfill the obligations of the law, we witness this wonderful work of Jesus for us even at eight days old. Now that, that sets things a little different. Suddenly, this absolutely normal thing in an absolutely normal setting starts to take on a whole new meaning. This 
becomes part of the obedience that Jesus showcases his perfect existence in a sinful world. We see in the start of his obedience here not a a hopeful well-wishing in his name, but a fulfillment of the promise of what that name means. God does save. And here he is doing it. Of course, we heard in Matthew chapter 1 that he was going to be given this name because he would save his people from their sins. And as he went about this work, he would be recognized for that and called Emmanuel, that is, God with us. And boy, was he recognized. When the purification time for Mary was over, she brought him to the temple to be dedicated and bought back. Again, the custom, normal Jewish thing of the time. As they were there doing normal Jewish stuff, on a normal Jewish timeline with a normal Jewish name, Simeon came forward. And the Holy Spirit was upon Simeon, and when he saw this Jesus, he prayed aloud what has become known to us as the Nunc Dimittis. He prayed, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel And Jesus' father and Jesus' mother marveled at what is said to them and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is spoken against. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. These words of Simeon strike at the heart of the matter. This Jesus was different. This Jesus was unlike any other. He was the fulfillment of all the things that had been prophesied about the Messiah. It was Him. The wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, as Isaiah named Him. Or as we who know and see Him for what He is, Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus, true God, by committing Himself fully under the law, He did the unimaginable. He did what no other Jesus was able to do. He actually did save His people. He saved us. And we truly needed it. A quick overview of the year that has just passed lays out clearly the nature of people. Selfishness, 
isolation, violence, and so many other forms of nastiness dot the headlines. But what about our daily lives? Likely they're not going to be filled with large things like invasions of foreign countries. But how about waging a war against our new man? Have you suppressed your conscience to fly under the radar at school or work? Have you knowingly spoken or acted in ways that don't defend your neighbor and his or her good name, undermining them? We all know that something like that has happened. It might not be from the examples, the, the brief examples I laid out, but there has been something in this past year, month, weeks, days, hours, and even minutes that has happened that you know inside you that it wasn't right. Your conscience lets you know that you have erred. You have lived the ramifications of the fall into sin that happened with Adam and Eve. You and I, we need a Savior. Because without one, the only possible result is separation from a perfect God. But in his loving wisdom and mercy, God sent that help. He sent this Jesus, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born on that holy night. This Jesus, who in some wonder-filled way is both God and man. This Jesus, who began his obedience at eight days old and carried it on perfectly until his death. This Jesus, who could not be held by the grave, who ascended into heaven and rules for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. For this Jesus, that name, God saves, it wasn't a prayer. It wasn't a hope. It was a promise. That name really meant something. In this Jesus, there is an awful, blessed lot in a name. And it's pretty amazing that we get to ponder this name and this action of this Jesus right as we start a new year. We've gone through the celebration of Jesus coming. We've heard the kids recite the passages of prophecy that give the promises and the angels 
instructing what his name would be. We've, we've heard the statements of the prophet Jeremiah that from the branch of Jesse, a king would come. And he would be called the Lord, our righteousness. Our righteousness. Our king. We are his people. And how do we proclaim that? We take his name. We are Christians, Jesus followers. We have been connected to him in such a way that when God looks at us, he sees all the righteous acts of his only begotten Son and sees none of the misdeeds of our own sinful nature. We have been clothed with Him. All of the acts of Jesus become ours through faith. We are connected to Him through our baptism. See, in the Jewish times, one of the outward signs of them being the chosen people of the Lord was the, the male children being circumcised. But after this Jesus came, that wasn't the connection anymore. He sent His Holy Spirit and promised it in baptism. Now those who He washes in His Spirit, as water is poured onto them, they receive His name on their hearts. The mark of kinship and closeness. We just heard how close in our second lesson. You have been clothed with Christ. You are all one in Him. And you are, are all heirs of the promise. The promise fulfilled in this Jesus. And now instead of separation from a God that we rightly deserve, we instead have a loving embrace. Sometimes in studying family names, neat attractions happen. People find out what their name means and they ponder it so long that they can't help but dive deep into what that name means. May that be so for us this year. May you, Christian, ponder that. That is your name. Every day of this year and all the years that you bear that name. You are a Christian. Your name is His name. You bear His light and His message everywhere you go. He is the Lord, your righteousness. He is your Savior. He is the fulfillment of the promises of God from the beginning of time. Shakespeare may have been right about roses, but when it 
comes to Jesus, this Jesus, there is something in a name. Our salvation. Our righteousness. Our God with us and for us. Praise Jesus. Amen.